is the Go Radio Football Show, hosted by Paul Cooney, Craig Moore, and Leanne Crichton. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 to 1717 700. Let's go! Well, Celtic went two up in 15 minutes here this evening against Yablonets but it's now 2-1 they've just pulled one back Leanne Crichton of Motherwell ex-Scotland International is watching along with Craig Moore Celtic went ahead through Lille Abada in 8 minutes and then Kyogo in his first full start made it 2-0 but just a moment ago Pilar pulled one back Leanne we were just saying it was a great start for the manager Ange Postacoglu but they've lost the goal already yeah really lively start really positive um you know, Kyogo Furuhashi really influencing the game already. Um, great movement, but then they switch off. You know, they try and build, try and play out from the back. They don't win the the header initially in the middle of the park, and one ball takes out the entire back line, and it's you know down back to two one. So they've put themselves under a bit of needless pressure. You would need to say. Craig, where do you want to start on this one? <laughs> yeah, it was a perfect start for Celtic. They they were really quick out of the traps, causing all sorts of problems in the wider areas. A bar on the right, a forest on the left. Got off to a great start, you know, a couple of goals. Furuhashi getting his, his his goal on his starting debut, so it was all positive. But yeah, conceded a, a soft one, which you don't want to do away from home just to give, you know, any lift to, to the home team is not a good one. So it'd be interesting to see how Celtic can respond. They look as if they can really go on with a job here, but you don't like to be conceding goals, and especially soft ones like that. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, pre-match the news was as well, Edward not playing tonight, not starting, and uh, Joe Hart is. Any sign of the keeper? How could he could he have done better at the goal? I don't think so. By the time the ball comes through, I think his start position initially is maybe a bit wide because he's built the play. Um, but he done a save early on. You know, he managed yep. to to get down to it, and that was probably the first threat that he had really faced. You know, a, a tough night to go into to make your debut, and uh, I know he's a goalkeeper with lots of experience. You know, in the career that he's had, I don't think he'll be overly phased. But I think when you you start at a new club, you want to start well, and I'm sure he'll be determined to do that tonight. What do you make of the signing? I was asking you just before kick off. Yeah, I think it's really impressive. You know, I think it, it's a name that everybody knows and we know in Scotland that, that we like familiarity. Mm. We like to know the players and where they've come from and the experience and we like to be able to judge them early before a ball's been kicked. So I think to have the experience that Joe Hart's got in terms of the international stage, domestically what he's achieved down in the, the Premier League, I think speaks for itself. And, you know, listening to his interview yesterday, he comes across really well. I think he, he sounds enthusiastic and, and probably a very humble guy for what he has achieved. So it'll be interesting to see the impact and, and the influence that he can have in this Celtic side because we know the goalkeeping situation has, has been a huge problem over the last season uh, and they'll be looking to kind of stabilise that as, as soon as they can. We're going to look at the Rangers game from the other night. That Stephen Davis, I know it was deflected right at the end, but what a difference that could make to this whole season for Stephen Gerrard's team. Yeah, no, especially like you said, there was probably a, a, a brain freeze for uh, three to five minutes to concede the two goals, um, which would have been disappointing. But to, to get that that big moment right at the end of the game, uh, and I slightly deflected, doesn't matter. It's a massive, massive goal. And with the, the recent news that we're hearing in terms of full houses, stadiums mm -hmm. full, it gives Rangers a really good opportunity to claw their way back into that one. Leanne? Yeah, you can just imagine it, you know, to, to now have in your mind that you just need to go and get one goal 
get the crowd on side and just pile the pressure on Malmo. You know, I think yeah. that's got to be the agenda ahead of next week's match. So, um, a disappointing result from Rangers, I would need to say. I think, you know, it, it would have taken them by surprise. I think it's taken everybody slightly by surprise, but, it, you know, it could be a huge goal that Davis has got and it's no surprise that it's um, Stephen Davis himself that pops up with something yeah. special. I think Gerard, he, he came out after the game, didn't he? He says, Holanda. Uh, um, and Steve says I'm just running out of positive things to say about you know Davis about how professional he is and the performances that he delivers game in game out and it could prove to be a massive goal at such an early stage in the season uh, mm. but some things like this can be positive mm. in terms of kickstarting things we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard in a moment or two just watching what's happening Celtic playing in a very different strip tonight Greg have you been uh, you've been commenting on it very different. a fashion yeah. correspondent was well, I seeing red red <laughs> yeah. stripes down the down the shorts so it's uh, white isn't it overall yeah, major- yeah. majority of a, a, a white kit it looks quite a quite a nice kit but certainly an unusual one for, for Celtic a bit of magenta in there is that the colour as well <laughs> <laughs> along with some green in there as uh, Kyogo I think he's going to be a big favourite with the, the, the fans people reckon uh, just watching as uh, David Turnbull who had a chance very early on in the opening three minutes to score the, the first goal Celtic 2-1 up at the moment if you're just tuning into the Go Radio Football Show they're coming forward James Forrest just inside the box is he going to let one fly as they no, he, he does. He, he, he has, has an attempt and the defender's actually done well to get a block, but the ball's still alive. Celtic camped in the 18-yard the box of the opponent. Now they've just managed to clear their lines. But it's the Europa League. They, you know, they should have been playing what PSV, who hammered uh, Galatasaray last week. We're going to hear, we're going to Turkey in, uh, in just a wee while. Mark Guidi is over there with St. Johnson. Hibs are going to be in action as well. And Craig, you've been in Croatia this week. You're just back. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I went out for a, for a couple of days, uh, business, and I think in terms of gauge and levels uh, and ability of players, you've really got to go out there and, and see the games mm-hmm. yourself. Um, so I watched the Dinamo Zagreb against Rijeka. It was a fantastic match. It was 3-3. No, I wasn't scouting for Hibernian. No. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> until after that I realised that they were, they were playing Rijeka, but um, Rijeka had a really good player mm-hmm. and it scored a couple of great goals. Um, a bus was his name. He's on loan from Mainz, 22-year-old Ghanaian. And left winger, but right-footed. He cut inside and scored two fantastic shots. And they they look to play um, quite a counter-attacking style of football. As Celtic come forward, Callum McGregor, great shot, but just passed just the post. Sorry to jump in close. there. No, 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 this, so, is, this well, is where the exactly, action is. We'll talk about that at half-time as well. So you were there, Croatia, during the week. You're not trying to move on, Leanne. It's not getting her over there because she just moved to Motherwell. <laughs> uh, and we've got Aberdeen in action tonight later on as well in Iceland. Against you did mention right Peter enough, Blake. Paul, that the weather yeah. was, was a lot nicer over there. Is that right? Uh, but not yeah. suited, not suited <laughs> for the ginger, mm. the ginger with freckles. <laughs> that wasn't far away, was it, from Callum McGregor, who started the season. I know it's been awful for Celtic, but for him, the new captain? No, absolutely, Paul. He's a, a player that I spoke a lot about last year. I thought he was he was really hard done by over the course of the season and I think his performances, you know, it finally kind of took its toll on it but he looks like a, a new player this season. I think there's a, a new lease of life about him. I think the way he's moving the ball, the energy that, you know, I think the way that Ange is, is obviously asking him to go and play and, and drive the game forward, you can see that and he looks happy in his play. You know, I know there's been a couple of, you know, tough results in there but I think personally Callum McGregor's got to be happy in the way that he started the season and, and that chance there just showed he seems to be getting further up the pitch these chances are happening more frequently he just drags it with the left foot just wide of the post and then he'll be licking his lips as well with James McCarthy coming in yep, as well absolutely. you know you've got Soto McGregor who, who offers so much and you touch on McGregor just doesn't miss a, miss a beat hasn't he he's been ever present constant, for Celtic yeah. constant constant but uh, he'll be so excited with the signing of, of James McCarthy also in that engine room that you know you, you need to at times to be able to freshen things up mm-hmm. 
Um, but you're right, Magalhaes. And also just a player that can bring out the better in him. You yeah. know, I think he's always yes. the one that sets the standard and, and tries to raise the standard in, in moments that are difficult. I think James McCarthy is coming from a top, top level. Um, he'll have played and, and trained with some of the best players. You know, he's there's no way he's been playing in the Premier League for as long as he has with it, you know, being a top player. So it's going to be exciting to see him come up here and, you know, as I say, you can probably bring out the best in Callum McGregor. Yeah, Blanette's coming forward there, but uh, a good interception by Abada. We'll talk about him in a minute or two. Celtic are 2-1 up at the moment. If you're just tuning in, it's the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Craig Moore, Leanne Crichton. Celtic lineup, Hart and Gold, the back four of Ralston, Beaton, Starfelt and Taylor. There's McGregor, Sorrow and Turnbull, Abada, Forrest and Kyogo Furuhashi up front. Craig, what are you reckoning? What are you seeing at the moment? What have you picked up on in the opening? What's that? We've played 25 minutes. When 25 minutes started, it was a really positive start for Celtic. It actually looked as if they were going to blow them away with the, with the mm. two goals. Um, and then, like I said, unfortunately conceded a soft one. But, but the game has settled again. Uh, Celtic are dominating play. They're still getting a lot of opportunities in wider areas. So the way they have responded after conceding has been very, very positive. Leanne? Anything, I mean, Celtic, the next goal could be crucial, couldn't it? Because yeah. if it goes to 2 2, suddenly, you know, the people are going, oh, it's the crisis, as opposed to off to a flying start. Yeah, they've lost one goal, but if they can capitalise now, it would be a very different uh, scenario. No, that's it, exactly. But I think when you when you watch Celtic playing, you know, they're, they're very eager to go mm. and attack. You mm. can see that, you know, that is the identity that's there that, that's trying to be instilled within them. I think the vulnerabilities, what we all know, is is in the defensive areas, you know, and I don't really see anybody there yet that looks absolutely comfortable. A stalwart in the middle of the defence that's dragging the team and dictating the team in moments that they do go and attack. You always need that one midfielder to come and sit and protect um, and shore things up, and, and that's kind of where the, the goals come from. You know, they've not got close enough in midfield, they've not won the headers, and you can you can just feel that there's players that maybe get a wee bit of complacency about them. You know, when you look at Beaton and the way he kind of effortlessly strolls about at times you know and there's a time and a place for that but I just think out of possession they do look um, vulnerable still so that you know but if they can go and possibly grab another goal it'll be interesting to see the response from Gablinick Andrew's quite I mean again it's probably uh, it's it's great to watch for uh, neutral maybe Mm -hmm. not for for the supporter when you're seeing conceding goals but Celtic can go and win this game 5-2. It's just that yeah. the type of football that Ange likes yeah. to play is attacking. Leanne, you're right in terms of defensively. You still would like to be a little bit more secure in terms of um, you know defensively. But again, the new style of football that Ange has Celtic playing with Taylor coming inside, McGregor sometimes rotating out into that fullback position. Um, but then when it goes forward, obviously McGregor naturally mm-hmm. is then pushing into midfield. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it leaves a gap defensively. Yeah. And I think that, you know, relationships will get better. You know, it's very early on in the season. There's a lot of change in terms of the personnel. So that, that will come and that will improve over time. But I think there's still a couple of players in that Celtic team that we know they should be achieving more and they should be better than they have been. Um, and that's probably, you know, still a bit of a concern. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard in a moment or two. And yet, for Rangers fans, what do you reckon? Glenn Kamara, is he close to signing a new bumper deal? Rangers fans would love to think so. He was really missed, wasn't he? In Marmo, you could see. In fact, let's hear from Stephen Gerrard speaking about the performance in general. When, as you know, they lost 2-1. We, we prepared for a high press. We prepared for an aggressive team, a team that works extremely hard. We prepared for quality in the number 10 positions. And I thought the number nine today played really well as well. Um, so no, we, we prepared for what came our way. We just didn't handle it in our best way. We, we didn't put in a performance that was Rangers level today. Um, but hopefully next week we'll improve. I'm, I'm sure we can find the performance we need. Craig? 
Yeah, no, look, as, as Stephen Gerrard has said there, that they will need to improve. And, you know, I touch on the importance of having um, a, a full stadium and how important that can mm. be. But I've also been on the other side, uh, you know, playing at Ibrox. It can be quite hostile mm. if you're you're not going on with a job and getting that goal in the first 15 and 20 minutes. At nil-nil, they'll be supported 100%. It'll be nice and noisy. You know, the place will be rocking. But if you concede an early goal, um, then then that can really change change things. But look... Rangers can certainly, um, you know, give this a red hot crack, but you have to be focused. You can't lose concentration at the highest level of European football because you're punished. No, that's it. and I think when you defend as poorly as they did for both goals, you will be punished. You know, I think that's probably the main thing in Europe is that you need to try and keep clean sheets for as long as you possibly can, and especially in away fixtures. Um, but I think they've got a real chance. I think we've mentioned that with the home advantage. I think if you can get Kamara back in the team. Um, but then you look at the other players that are missing as well. Hadji wasn't available. Yeah. Uh, I think that was after the warm-up, was it? He, it was he something out, happened, yeah. yeah. Whether it's been a you know a carry-on yeah. from the weekend. You know, he yeah, took that, he that knock. knock yeah. um, Roof's missing as well. So yeah. players that have popped up with goals in big moments, you know, and, and, and key players from last season. But there has been strength and depth as we go on about mm. with this Rangers mm. side. So... There really should be no excuse. And Morelis, will he be back? We know he was running around Glasgow Airport, uh, not quite the airport, it wasn't in the runway, but uh, in isolation. Yeah. So do you think he might be, I was going to say risk, is it a risk? Morelis, star striker? Yeah. <laughs> is he not always a risk when he plays? He in terms? <laughs> I think nah. if, you, if you could have him on the bench, um, yeah. you know, if he's back in and his head's in the right place and physically the, the club are happy with him, in a game of that magnitude and, and certainly that importance at this stage of the season, you've got to have him there and thereabouts. You know, I've spoke to a number of Rangers fans after the game and certainly, you know, when they look at what the team produces, they're, they're not as good without Morelis in the side. You know, yeah. it's yet to be proven that, that anybody else can go and do exactly what he does. And I think last season he was actually loads better at linking the game, you know, which had been, his, had been his downfall, yes, I think, massively. the season previously. Um, so it, it was almost like he had actually worked at his game and get mm. better. Mm. He might not have got the same amount of goals that he had done previously, but he's a huge player. Barry Ferguson always says that, doesn't he? Even half fit, you would want... Mm. The opposition team will always look to see, is Morelos playing or not? Yeah. And if he's not, you, yeah. you, know, you fancy and, your chances. And I think a lot of that's down to the fact that he just makes defenders know that they're in a game. Yeah. Because he's so physical... Probably because he is a bit, well, he looks a bit grumpy on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think Craig is. Who's this Barry or, or, or Alfredo? <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let the listeners so, guess. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But Craig will know if you're playing against a, a number nine striker that keeps their distance and, you know, you, then you deal with them in the moment. Yeah. I think if they're in your face and they're getting at you and they're pushing and pulling and very physical, that's a tougher but game, you he, know, and that's exactly what Morelis does. He's unpredictable. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, when you're a defender and you're playing against strikers that are unpredictable with a reputation mm -hmm. of scoring goals yeah. at the highest level, then you're always on it. You're always on edge. You're always on your toes. And I think that's the bonus with, with Morelis and, and the role that he plays for Rangers is... is you're going to have two or three central defenders um, playing against him. He will occupy them, which then at times does free up space and opportunity for other players. And I think now he comes with that threat. You know, if you put him up top and he occupies those central defenders, I think at the point which I think you get better at again is dropping into those pockets of space. And then when you look at the pace that Rangers have going beyond, he's very good at that. But also he takes the ball to feet, he links the game, he keeps it, he protects mm. it, he draws fouls in, in dangerous areas. Yeah. And then that brings Alexei Tavernier when you look at his numbers. Mm. You know, there's no coincidence that, that 
Tavernier had so much success in terms of his deliveries and free kicks and set plays when you've got somebody like Morelis in the side. The important thing is, Zolian, see when Morelis, and he does like to, to drop deep, probably at times a little bit too deep for my yeah. liking, but the importance, and you mentioned it in uh, forward runs, mm -hmm. you need forward runs because you still need you still need players to stretch the defence. Um, and if he's going to drop in deep, you know, Arfield or Tav in the wide areas, Barris, you have to stretch opponents It's a dream well. for Kent, isn't it? When he drops into those areas, that's where you see the best in Kent. It's been in the European games, you know, with, when the space opens up and teams mm -hmm. come out and try and press and uh, he goes and exploits the space in behind. You're missing nothing at the match and just at that Celtic almost score. A uh, shot there just over the top. It's 2-1 Celtic. Craig, you saw that there? Yeah, a bit, yeah. Near, near bit on... Uh, I wouldn't say strolling forward, but kind of opens up a little bit for him. He's 25, 30 yards out and thinking, why not? I might pull the trigger here, which I actually don't mind because he's yep. taken ownership. Um, left foot, he strikes it not. He just kind of oh. just, yeah, just it's on the rise and, and, a, and a little bit wide. It was never going to um, trouble the goalkeeper, but positive. A couple of times he's did that. Sorry, Paul, stepping into the game yeah. and, and winning it. I think he actually had the assist for... Kyogo's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, 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 good. half shoulder, yep, stepped yep. in, won it, um, took the touch and, and carried the ball forward and then found that pass. But when he goes and does that, that's then with the spaces in behind, doesn't it? That's yeah, what yeah, we're talking yeah. about, that vulnerability. A bad scored in, what, 11 minutes? It was at Forrest uh, and Taylor involved in the assist. Yes. And then Furuhashi, or Kyogo, as he's got on the back of the... Are that, we going to go with Kyogo? Whatever you want, you, you yeah. call it. Uh, yeah. I'm happy with Kyogo, I'll go with that. I've, I've also written down uh, Furuhashi here, just in case I'll forget Kyogo, <laughs> so I can jump back and forward. But he's um, ah, look right. for, for his goal, he does really well, because yep. he, he gets on the shoulder of the, the defender. Um, Bitton obviously plays a good ball. His first touch is, is kind of... Uh, on his right foot and, and, and drags it forward puts himself in a wonderful position one on one with the goalkeeper what I loved was the composure and the type of finish he just mm -hmm. lifts it over the goalkeeper it was a great goal starting debut that will give him a lot of confidence yeah and the first goal he makes a run across the front post as well takes the defender with him and that's what opens up the space in behind for Abada to come in and get the finish so you can see he looks like a, a really intelligent footballer Pilar pulled the, the goal back for Jablonets yeah Celtic had hoped to be against PSV uh, but it's not to be. It's the Europa League. And surely, if they can go through this week, next week, and then they uh, one more round, and then into the Europa League itself. We'll talk about Hebser in action later tonight, Aberdeen as well, and also St. Johnson in Turkey. Can you imagine the heat there? We're going to take a quick break. It's still 2-1 Celtic. We're just watching so that you don't miss anything. In fact, Craig, a good ball into the box and a chance there for Celtic. Ooh, oh, it's a great chance again. But yeah. about it again. This time it's McGregor who gets in down the left-hand side. The importance is the ball is on the deck, comes in. Abada takes a great position. He's not looking to, to stay wide. He's getting in the box. Left-footed shot. Um, that is blocked but similar to how he scored the goal don't go anywhere we're keeping you right up to date Celtic still 2-1 up the Go Radio football show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 Go Radio football show it's the Thursday edition European action the Europa League Leanne Crichton Craig Moore Paul Cooney and Celtic 2-1 up at the moment the goals all coming in the opening what 11, 12, 15 minutes Celtic were 2 up and uh, the Czech team pulled one back. So far, Leanne Crichton, have we missed anything during the break? No, not too much. The only thing I would touch on is a chance there for David Turnbull, shot mm. from distance, but he drags it with the right foot just beyond the, the left-hand post. And you feel he had a chance earlier on in the game as well. It came down the right-hand side. I think it was Ralston with the assist, cuts it back, um, you know, probably just out... As a top couple chance. of yards for the penalty spot top and, chance, and you it? fancy Turnbull to go and convert it but he just doesn't catch it very well mm. keeper makes a save and you almost feel like he needs something just now to spark mm. a bit of confidence in his game he just looks mm. like 
whether he feels under pressure to perform or it maybe just doesn't feel like he's got the same rhythm, you know, because there's been so many changes in the players around him. Um, can't quite put my finger on it, but you just feel like he maybe needs a moment like that, whether it comes to a, a bit of, you know, mm. a set play, a piece yeah. of magic, a shot, a goal, something that, that just sparks just life in him. Like the figure he was at the end of last season and who went on international duty. Yeah, I know absolutely. he didn't, you know, yeah. he didn't feature, but he was there. No, he, you're, you're right. He looks as if there's just something something amiss because the way that he come into the, the Celtic team in January and, and finish that season, I'm like, he's he's going to be a standout this season. He's a top, top player. Um, involvement with the national team, bright future. But the start, at the start of this season, he has looked a little bit un, un, unsettled or just confidence-wise or maybe he's... I don't know. Yeah, you know, and sometimes he looks as a player, frustrated you just need as well. That. You know, and I, even there, looking at his body language, just kind of scratching his head mm. and turning his back and frustrated play. with yeah, himself. Ju- uh-huh. Yeah, ju- as if maybe just not executing things as, as best as he could. Um, but the way that Celtic play as well, with I spoke about the fullbacks coming yeah. in the pitch. I don't know if it's maybe just a bit condensed in there. You know, and Turnbull's used to that freedom and allowed to move yep. around, and, and he, di- he dictates yep. everything in there. Whereas I don't know if there's too much of an overload at times that it maybe kills his rhythm. Um, but there's something missing for sure. Yeah, like I says, he does. He just looks a little bit frustrated. Yeah. But, uh, but again, I like to I like to see that because that means that he's he's demanding of himself. He's putting pressure on himself. He wants to do extremely well. Um, and and we know what a top talent he is. And as a lot of players in the Celtic team this season, they are going to take a little bit of time mm-hmm. just to find their feet yeah. in the way that Ange wants to play, find their own space, find their confidence. Once that clicks, uh, this team will be playing very, very well. The season is very much off and running. Rangers losing 2-1 the other evening, but that goal, we're giving it to Stephen Davis, aren't we? I mean, he yeah, made it, yeah. he took it. I know it took a deflection, but surely that could well be oh. their lifeline, but they've still got a lot of work to do. But I think it made such a difference. So we're going to speak more about that. We're going to talk about that. Celtic are five minutes away from half-time and they're 2-1 up. The other games tonight, we're going to go to Turkey shortly. Leanne, I want to hear about your move during the summer because you're now playing, but not at Glasgow City, but you're also involved in the management at Motherwell. So I want to ask you about that at half-time. We're just watching here, Craig, for... Uh, it's a free kick. Jablonek, yeah. Free, yep. free kick in the wider wider area. And looking to deliver Celtic lined up on the edge of the 18 yard they need to be solid with that yep they need to be especially after it's ball, roughly where ball the ball comes in and is dealt with defensively edge of the box breaks shot well over the bar Celtic regroup that's where the free kick came in the other night at Tynecastle that did all the damage Leanne that Celtic had dominated they had 80% possession for much of the game and then uh, John Sutter came in boom unchallenged yeah it's such a Scored. poor goal poor goal to lose I think if you look back at that and you know the, the following day in terms of the analysis there would be a few heads you know <laughs> hanging in shame and, where uh, were they at the time the heads to, <laughs> no, <but> yeah. like, <laughs> this is true you know and they'll be asking themselves that but I think it was just a strange setup. Um, strange decision making you know I think nobody seemed to really want to take ownership and, and go and actually deal with the cross uh, I don't think that, that Bain could have come for it personally I think it's far too um, far out of his box but I think that was the tactic was that they were mm. trying to almost clear there as if the goalkeeper was going to come but I think he was, he was coming mm. in no man's land for me I think I would just rather you know a centre back somebody in there with a bit of height go and deal with especially yeah. at that stage of the game do not take chances and do not have anybody free inside the box. I think as well, central defenders, you've actually got you've got to block you've got to block runs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and, and and Celtic nice. they, they didn't do that. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, Suter gets a kind of free run at it, he gets no contact. Yeah, he scores a great header. Bain's coming out and then obviously going back. Um but you're you're right, you want central defense. And at that stage of the game, just manage the game out, mm-hmm. close it, take your draw. 
um, and get on with it. How's Starfelt doing for you? It's still early, but he's played, what, this is his third, fourth game yeah. now. Still time to... He's, yeah, he hasn't it's settled take, yet, has he? It's, yeah. No, he hasn't settled yet. Um, and again, it's very hard as a player when when, when you're not in, in top form yourself, mm -hmm. you then can't influence others. And, and eventually that is what Starfelt will do. You know, once he has that mm -hmm. confidence and has settled in, he's on top of his own game, then you can have a real influence on others around about you. Is that Joe Hart we're seeing? Yeah, it is. He's in goal for Celtic uh, tonight. That's no real surprise. Obviously, yesterday he spoke really well and uh, he travelled with Celtic yesterday. Just watching here if he's going to be in action. There's a corner kick into That's the box. A big a chance. Strike there, but it uh, comes off the Celtic wall. Yeah, you know, Great. it's a good yeah. chance. A corner comes in. It's, it's half cleared. Comes, uh, you know, just to the edge of the box, slightly inside. Um, Jablonek player has a shot. Celtic, to be fair, done well to to block it. But there have been some signs of, of Jablonek, especially down this, got some pace down the right wing area as well that's causing Taylor a bit of problem. But here's a chance again where you just have a look from a corner. It's penalty spot, but good defending, great defending in terms of aggression to get out and block shots. I think it's last ditch defending though, Craig. Do you yeah. not feel that even in that moment you've got to pick that player up quicker? You know, because he takes a touch, but if mm. you, if the if the player's set to hit that the first time, I don't think you're able to get your body in front of that. No, it's, it, is, know, it, it, is, it is difficult. There's two defenders charging out there, but you're right. The, the, the there's a free player at the edge of the box, um, off a set piece. Yeah. So there should be somebody in that zone that's a lot closer, Leanne. Yep, that's the analysis from Leanne Crichton and we're watching here. It's on Premier Sports tonight, isn't it? That uh, Yep, Greg, you've put, spotted it, something else. No, it's just it, this boy down the, the right side um, and, and also uh, there's two players on the right-hand side for Yablonek that are causing a little bit of, uh, of an issue for Celtic defensively just because there's a bit of speed. They're starting to get mm. into those wider areas um, and Celtic, you know, coming up to half-time now, just coming up to 45 minutes, will certainly want to uh, look to to stop, discuss that and, and deal with that better in the second half. Yeah, I think there's real positives to, to the way Celtic are playing. You can see that the desire and the intentions there. You know, they look hungry, they look they look fit. You know, I think in this game they look fit on the ball. Um, but I think there is, as Craig touched on, there's moments there I think you can tidy up on certain aspects of the game that they're just leaving themselves a bit open, a bit isolated. In those moments that, that Taylor goes in the pitch, it's McGregor that's popping out. He, he just dispossessed there Callum McGregor which is unlike him um, but he's dropping into an area that he's very isolated and the strongest part of the Yablonek team just now is on that right hand side that they're, they're looking to go and pick their pockets How long does it take you Leanne to get your rhythm in a new season how many games is it four or five is it one or two Look it can vary you know it depends on the, the games that you go into I think if you get an easy run and, and you get a couple of games to go and build your way into it you dominate the possession you maybe score some goals some of the things that you work on pay off um, but if you're if you're dealt a, a tough round of games then it, psychologically it's going to affect you more than it is physically um, you know but I, probably realistically you're looking at four or five sometimes even six games it, it just depends the type of pre-season and how your body feels I think every player on that pitch just now will feel very different because they've come from a different place you know some players have had time off some haven't some have travelled some have isolated some have got Covid um, so there's so many changes um, and variables within that Half time 2-1 Celtic the camera's there on Kyogo who gets his first goal for Celtic in his first full competitive match Craig Moore what about you how long does it take you to get up to speed oh. it depend what age you were at I was just listening to Leanne as well what stage you are oh, in your career young enthousi enthusiastic yeah. energetic some people say it took me 15 years oh. <laughs> <laughs> was that a section some, of the crowd some people say I, I never got ready uh, <laughs> but no yeah. you're right like I, I used to find that you know sometimes pre-season you're coming back in it, it definitely takes you a little bit of time 
Um, and for me, being a central defender, the the, the timing mm-hmm. for me was was so important. Whether it be the tackle, whether it be the yep. heading the ball in terms of uh, that jump, mm-hmm. you know, early on in pre-season you jump and the ball's come off the side of your head all the bit, you know, like. But yep. then all of a sudden, when you've got that timing and that confidence, yeah. And you're right, it probably takes about four or five minutes. I think the balance is there, though, between the psychological aspect and the physical aspect. Because if you do play games that you get the timing right, you don't look for the faults in your game. Mm. You know, if you maybe get beat or you don't go off to a great start or yeah. you maybe are at fault for a goal or a moment, you then criticise and you critique yourself a lot more than you yeah. would early on in the season. And then you start to think, have I done enough? Am I ready? Is my body ready? Is it too early? Yeah, you know, yeah. if that happens mid-season, you're just thinking it's just one of those games. At you know, time, but early on, I think you, you can be very critical. Yeah, the time you play your best football is actually the time when you don't think at all. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, that's when you don't think at all. That's just because you're on top of your game mm. and you're going bang, 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 and you're not even thinking. See, you just, have you ever yeah. had sort of probably no. those moments though when you have the game games that you, you feel incredible in? And then you wish you could remember the reasons why. You start to dissect yeah. every bit of for me. What did I do that day? How did I sleep the night before? Yeah, what, what, did did I I, what did I eat? Yeah. Yep. Uh, did I go for a walk? That, mm. you know, and then you just think, nah, it was just one of those games. It just Sometimes it falls for you and others it doesn't. Maybe your best games are to come. You're enjoying it, Mullows. 2-1 halftime at Celtic. So we can come away from that for a moment or two. Um, yeah, so you start yeah, at the beginning change. of September. Big change from Glasgow City. Was it just time to go, did you feel? Yeah, I think you know, over the last probably season, maybe even a couple of seasons, I've always tried to kind of, you know, analyse things as it, as it moved and looking at where the club was at and, and certainly the success that we had achieved and mm. my time at the club. And I just think that for me it felt right, you know, and it only felt right because the opportunity that I was presented with also felt right. Um, and I had to spend a lot of time considering that, you know. Because you just won leave, another title. Yeah, that's it. But leaving behind friends, you know, and, and friends that feel like family at that club. So for me, it was it was a massive choice, um, a massive decision. But I spoke to the club and, and they were respectful of, of how I felt. And certainly to go to Motherwell. And, you know, a lot of people might have looked at that and thought, that's a bit strange. But I, th- I think the, the long ball game that we've got and the vision that's there and, and the opportunity, I think the stage I'm at with playing you know continuously but also my coaching pathway um life off the pitch and in terms of the media it it offers me a better balance and you know I've actually went in and loved every aspect of it you know I'm in there with Paul Brownlee who's the head coach we've both been received incredibly well from the club and you know the chief exec Alan Burrows has has been outstanding with us we spend a lot of time at the pitch and you know I think there's real positives there I just hope that we can go off to a good start domestically it's going to be tough but I think that you know we need to keep reminding ourselves how far we've come in a, a short space of time. But a whole different side of the game, and just trying to embrace it, Paul. And the combination of player and coaching, how yeah. how, how difficult have you found that, or have you mm. actually found as if like you're, you're really really comfortable in in both scenarios? No, it's actually been okay, Craig. Um, in the beginning, you know, the players are asking how much you're going to play, how much you're going to coach, when you're going to play. Um, and I just tried to take it each day as, as, it, as it came and, and process what was needed. And right now, I'm needed more on the pitch. I need to train as much as I possibly mm-hmm, can. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to try and set the standards. I want the players to be able to learn as much as they possibly can. I want to learn from them, you know, in the moments that they've experienced in the last couple of seasons, which have been tough. So um, there's a balance to be struck, but I probably at least spend one session a week where I'm coaching only, you know, and that's, I, I enjoy mm-hmm. that. I get a buzz from that, which... Mm-hmm. I had almost been questioning whether that would be something that I, I would enjoy just now. So, but the girls have been incredible. The club have been excellent. Um, you know, and I'm glad that I left Glasgow City at a good time. And uh, as I say, good people. And, and I wish them all the best for, for the season ahead. 
Leanne, we wish you all the best at Motherwell and you're going to be with us this season as well because you've got loads of media. I didn't realise this is on the BBC we're watching. I suddenly saw yeah. big John Hartson and, <laughs> uh, and James McFadden as well. We're just seeing the Celtic goals again. Abada scoring that first goal after uh, 11 minutes. Uh, Abada, you impressed Abada. with him? Yeah, no, he's, I mean, He's he's come in as a new signing and he's he's certainly hit the ground running. That's a his, his second goal. Mm, yep. Yeah, I uh, agree. You know, very um, very positive in terms of you know he he gets in behind defenders. He's got a lot of crosses into the box, but more importantly, when it's on the other side, as you can see with his goal that he scored tonight again, he gets himself in the box in a good position to score goals. So he's had a really positive start. He looks a bit similar to me to uh, Ryan Christie as well. Yeah. The way he moves, you know, and the way he drops the shoulder and comes in the pitch, goes down the line, mm. like you see that bit of trickery, mm. you know. So if, if that's a, a player that's, you know, probably more yeah. than likely going to move on, he, he looks like a brilliant replacement. And as Craig said, he's hit the ground running. And I think that's the most impressive thing because to come to Scotland as a, a young player in the moments that Celtic are in just now, tough moments, uh, expectations mm. on your shoulders, he's handled that really, really well. People are asking, is he a winger? Is he a striker? What about Kyogre as well? They're the two scorers for Celtic tonight. Edward will be going, won't he? He's on the bench tonight, but he didn't start. Is that because of his performance recently? But normally you'd say, top scorer, 23 goals last season, he's on the bench. Yeah, for me, that, that just means that I think um, there's plenty going on behind the yeah. scenes and, and, and therefore he actually needs to be protected to make mm -hmm. sure that when that mm -hmm. move... Yep. And I think it is going to happen wherever that may be that he's fit and healthy so that there's no uh, complications to making a simple mm. transfer happen. And I think the fans are resigned to that. Yeah, Would I think so. But yeah. I think based on performance as well, can you really justify starting him? You know, Kyogo, can you question his performance so far tonight? I think he's been really good. Um, I think he looks lively. As I mentioned, he looks intelligent, a good finish, good movement for the first goal as well. And what I liked is that in the build-up and when everything's going on around, he's really busy. Mm. But he's busy getting out of the way at times. He's opening up spaces for other players. He's pointing and showing where he wants the ball to go. He's showing other options that are available. He looks like a real team player. And I think perhaps that's what's been lacking from Edward's game recently. You know, he's feeling a bit sorry for himself. Yeah. The body language doesn't look great. Yeah. Um, this boy looks completely different. So movement. He, movement yeah. is unbelievable. So people will think, uh, and you get pigeonholed at times, so, uh, that he's going to struggle against big, strong, physical defenders. No, he won't. His movement is incredible. Mm. You know, he's got that double movement. So mm. if he, he comes short, he's ready to spin away, yep. he'll stretch a defender, then he'll come and get it. And then he'll combine. Um, he, he looks a real talent. Uh, and most importantly, with the one opportunity that he did get, really clever position, one-on-one -on, -one on goal, but a fantastic finish, composure, lifting it over the goalkeeper. Could he be the new Nakamura? It, I mean, Nakamura is a legend. As mm. a legend uh, in terms of... Uh, what he achieved in the game. Um, he can certainly come and, and, and do just as well as Nakamura here at Celtics from what he's shown early doors. He'll score goals. He's a, you know, he looks like he could be a big player for Celtic and that's exactly what they need. You know, I think they need honest players that are going to work hard, that are going to score goals, that are going to link the game, that are going to give, which is looking likely, a full capacity at Celtic Park, mm. something to cheer about. You know, and, and get bums off seats. Yep, it's back to full capacity. So there'll be 60,000 at Celtic, there'll be 50,000 at Ibrox. And uh, there's a little matter of the Rangers Celtic game, <laughs> 29th of August. Yeah. And we will be on air. I'm just looking at uh, exec producer James. We will be on air there. We're going to be on all season. We're really looking forward to it. just over a year on air. Over 800,000 people have downloaded. Listen, thanks for making the switch to the Go Radio Football Show. There's, uh, there's room for lots of different voices here uh, in Glasgow, but we care about Glasgow. 
school, Scotland. Um, we're not against anyone, are we, at all, Craig? No. You know, in football, yeah. I mean, here, you know, respect to people right across the world, uh, and, and we believe that here, don't we? And, we really are. And we're all look, we're all passionate about yeah, football, sure. you know. And yeah. it's, a, it's look, it's it's a fantastic sport. Like I says, we're all extremely passionate about it. We've all got our own opinions, which again is is fantastic to have. But it's about respect. It's about communicating in the right way and, and being open. Uh, to many different opinions I think it's wonderful Davy Proven did ask him so the former Celtic star asked the former <laughs> Rangers star would you take the job as director of football at Celtic I, if offered and I was by like, Ange so have you get an answer yet I think <laughs> just saw, in case Davy's listening I think he them? thought of the, the check and thought well maybe <laughs> says, I'm, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting to hear from Big Ange to see what he's got to say about that one have More you than, not heard from him yet no? Uh, no. <laughs> tell you after the break <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show download the Go Radio app to listen live weekly nights from five. Go Radio Football Show this time tomorrow night we'll be on with uh, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi. Mark is over in Turkey just going to the ground for St. Johnson in action against Cal- Galatasaray. Craig, that's uh, it's going to be a really tough one for them but they're yeah. not the Galatasaray of old. They're certainly not. Um, convincingly beat by PSV and the previous uh, Champions League qualifier. St. Johnson um, uh, look, it'd just be a great experience for the players away from home away to Galatasaray who's you know, crazy fans yep. that really love oh. to support, huge passion. What an experience for the players. No, it'll be brilliant. You know, absolutely brilliant. I, I, you know, they'll be hoping they can get through the tie, but I just think they've got to still be riding that wave from last season. You know, what a, what a journey it's been. Um, I think they'll be looking to, you know, it's a brilliant game to get them up to speed as well with the season just kicking off, a real test for them. Uh, and you never know. You know, I think anything's possible when when Callum Davidson's at the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Well, was, I mean, the, the two cups was it, it was incredible. You kind of think, well, where, where does he go from yeah. there? But again, you got <laughs> an know. opportunity away to Galatasaray tonight to continue. Um, you know, getting fantastic results. It'll be interesting to hear from Mark as well to see what the build up has has been like there in terms of the fans flocking into the stadium as well. Rangers fans the other night they couldn't believe at the start of the second half I was listening to the programme with Rob and the guys and it you know, looked good I was watching the game as well nil-nil they must get in the car and Rangers were two down it was so unlike <laughs> Rangers and yeah. Conor Goldson you know, it was a tough moments for him we haven't seen yeah. that for a while yeah. Tavernier as well got caught out but they came back right at the end last kick of the ball Stephen Davis 36 years old 2-1 and it changes the tie the manager afterwards says hey the game's not over look I, I think we're, we're disappointed in the results overall you know we wanted to come here and get a more positive result in our favour so we've still got a big job and a big task next week but the goal in injury time is certainly very helpful with a full full Ibrox with the noise and the passion and, and hopefully one or two bodies to help us that are available next week it's all to play for this game's not over yeah, who is available? What, who was in the bench? It, it wasn't the full Rangers side that we're used to seeing. He spoke about the subs. I'm very happy with five substitutions in Europe. I'm also accepting the fact that there's three substitutions domestically, but I would like more options to choose from. Tonight, we had a very young bench outside Fashion Sakala. I didn't want to stick any young bodies into a game of that magnitude. I don't think that was fair. But we've had some situations in the warm-up. Yanis Hadji was unavailable in the warm-up. Uh, Joe Rebo was unavailable from yesterday. Uh, they would have been two good options. But next week, hopefully, we have three or four different faces to choose from and we'll be stronger next week. Craig? Yeah, I can understand what he's saying, he's saying but it's, you know, to, to say that it's unfair to maybe throw some younger players in, sometimes that's the, the, the best thing that you can do as well because younger players don't think a great deal, I'll tell you. They go in, they're fearless and sometimes they can surprise you as well. I understand what he's trying to say in terms of the experience, but 
you know, that was a disappointing result, but it was a fantastic way uh, that Rangers have finished that game. And they'll be expecting, although it's going to be hard work. I mean, look, this this is a, a side that's coached by, I remember him as a player, John John Dal Thomason. Mm-hmm. What, a yeah, top, yeah. what a top player he was, intelligent. He was assistant, I believe, with the, the Denmark national team. Mm-hmm. He had some jobs in Holland. He's a shrewd cookie. Experience, yeah. Yeah, he's no, a shrewd absolutely. cookie. So they'll be they'll be well prepared and it's going to be a tough game for Rangers, but a winnable one. Yeah, and I think, you know, players within that Rangers side need to step up as well. You know, that you can make these no excuses in terms of the bench, but you know, there's lo- you know, lots of teams across every league just now that are experiencing issues, whether that's still COVID related issues, players returning from injury, trying to get players over the door in, in, in relation to transfers yeah. and visas and, and whatnot. But what we've always spoken about in the in the last year is how well Rangers have recruited. You know, they've got yeah. such a strong squad. The depth is is unbelievable. Um, I think I read in a newspaper the other day it was giving you two possible yeah. starting lineups. Yeah. Um, who you know who would win out of these starting lineups? So that's the strength and depth that they've got. What they need is is players in those big moments to to step up. And Steve Davis, I think you know did that. He's shown his quality over and over again. I think there's other players that got opportunities um, on Tuesday evening that that could have and should have taken them. And, and probably Cedric Eaton's one of these guys. You know he's in there. He's had loads of chances. For mm. me, he's not yet shown that he can go and be a starting eleven player all the time. I don't see enough consistency from him. Maybe I'm being harsh. You know. Then I think you've got James Tavernier who came under a lot of criticism. Um, you know, the season prior to last about his defensive duties uh, and responsibilities and the moments that he kind of lets the team down almost. So you don't want that to creep back into these performances as well. But what I would say is that in the moments last oh. season that... Oh, what a big... Sorry, Leo. Oh, no, good. Yeah. Brilliant what chance, a yeah. big, big chance. Big chance Leo. for Celtic. Kyogo blasted it over the bar. It came off the post uh, in the first minute of the second half. We'll see it again, Craig. Def- yeah, deflected cross here from Abada. It comes off the defender's back and actually goes over the goalkeeper, hits a far post, falls to Kyogo, who blasts it over, although the goalkeeper did goalkeeper come out. Goalkeeper does enough, doesn't he? He's he, he, he done enough to put him off. <laughs> you like that? What's happening here? It's one of those ones the ball just wouldn't drop quick enough yeah. for you off the second bounce. That's a brilliant chance, though. The, what yeah, I was going to say was the, res- the response it's, from Rangers yeah. is what we've seen last season. In the moments that they perhaps did lose, like the, the cup game against St Mirren, you get a response right away. Against Motherwell, yeah. that's yeah. right. Mm. That's it. You know, certain moments that they get pegged back and the following weekend, there was a performance, there was a result, there was goals, there was a statement. Uh, and that's what, you know, the Rangers fans will be hoping that they get next week. What about, about Cedric Itton? What do you yeah. think? It was his chance, didn't do badly, but... He... <laughs> At, look, he works ever so hard. Mm. I, I really like the player. Yeah. He brings physicality. He's a work, uh, an absolute workhorse, Craig, you're right. I, I think at, uh, in recent games, he's been brilliant coming off the bench. Mm. He needs to translate being an impact player to a starting player yeah. that, that that can really push for number one selection. Yeah. Yeah, that's his next That's his next step. I think Steven Gerrard last season took um, to the media and said that he's still a bit of a project. He still can improve. I believe I can improve him. Um, but... Great impact off the bench. Starting games probably doesn't do enough. It's up to look at Solskjaer. He built yeah. a career on being impact well, player su- off the bench. Sub. Yeah. Well, I was just sub. going to say that, and I was also going to ask Craig: if, if, Did you play with any players in, in your career that you can yes. remember that were much better coming off the bench? Yes. Uh, remember big Torrey Andre Flo? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So Torrey Andre Flo, mm. I think Rangers at the time we spent twelve, 12 million, million, twelve million yeah. pound. Yeah. Now Dick Avocat signed Torrey Andre Flo as a as a target man from mm. Chelsea, which yep. he wasn't. No. And he and he come from Chelsea for twelve million. Um, 
but he was a super sub at Chelsea. Mm -hmm. So he'd done very well at Rangers, a fantastic player, but he didn't hit the ground running straight away and people mm -hmm. felt that they, was, that they were signing that player, ready-made target man that's going to go bang, 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 yep. bang. But he hadn't had the minutes. No, mm -hmm. and he came with the, the expectation of that price, price tag, tag at the time, which was astronomical, really, for the Scottish exactly, game. Yeah. You know, 12 million. I mean, you think how long money. ago that was. Oh. Oh. No, but when you think about it, Leanne, you and I he probably... He was in less wages than Craig. Uh, well, that's that right? what I mean. 12 million lira. I mean, it was. <laughs> <for me>. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember some Celtic yeah. fans at the time thinking, is it Sutton or is it, you know, yeah. uh, Tory, would they get him? And Sutton proved to be such an amazing signing for Celtic. But Tory Andrew Flo you know, they don't remember him as such a great striker, but that's interesting the way you say it. He was impact when he came off the bench at Chelsea. Yeah, but at Rangers, at 12 million, they need you all the time. Massive expectation, yeah, yeah. you know, because again, it's, look, it's not the player. The player doesn't decide the price tag, sure. but it does frame mm -hmm. sometimes the expectation yeah. of, of, the, of the supporters or the media or the people. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Tori was, was a great player, but he just, he didn't have the, he didn't have the minutes. He was a super sub. Here's Celtic coming forward through to Kyogo. He's got a chance. He lays it off, looks to play it back to James Forrest, but it goes out of play. Forrest uh, shakes his head there. But Celtic back on the offensive, 50 minutes gone, still 2-1 Celtic against Yablonets. Yeah, you've got to say they've had a barrel load of chances, you know, the amount of Great entries, phrase, entries yeah. that they've had in that the, the final third, but it's at times just perhaps a decision making. They just look overly eager at times, you know, even that run from Forrest there, he's, he's given it absolutely everything to get the run and, and make that run into the box and create the opportunity. But maybe just the, the final pass lets him down and, and the chance is gone. But as I say, from the get-go with Celtic, the intentions have been there. You mm. know, you can see that and, and the energy has been impressive. Whether they can keep that up for, for 90 minutes. I know it's a lot easier at times when you dominate the ball, you know, which they have done. But yeah. the Jablonek have still got that threat in them, I feel. Still is. Still is. Yeah, you're right. There, there is still a threat from Jablonek uh, if Celtic, um, you know, don't stay focused, keep that concentration. Uh, I tell you what, this this game back at Parkhead mm -hmm. could be a, a massive game for for Celtic in terms of what they can do moving forward because this is a team that I believe can can certainly uh, score goals. Jablonek, okay, the Celtic they're, they're, team, Celtic definitely. Yeah. They, mm -hmm. If you go and 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 that 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 game here yeah. at, at Parkhead in the return leg, I know this one's not over. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sure. But it could be a massive result and give huge confidence to this team going forward. It would be interesting to know the, the difference in pitch size. You know, I don't know if it's just the stadiums making the pitch mm. look really narrow, mm. you know, in, in relation stadium. to Celtic Park. Yep. Um, but sometimes you look like that and the pitch is actually yep. the same dimensions. It's just that the, the surrounding stadium looks smaller. But you've got to say that Celtic could, as we mentioned there, they're going to take 4-5 ah, off this I team, so. you know, if they're really going to take their chances. Came, and, and, yeah, came forward a moment ago again. Uh, Turnbull trying to link up with Kyogo. Uh, there's Anthony Rawson. What a goal from him on Sunday. It's just it's Saturday, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? At uh, Tynecastle. But it was the worst possible start to the season for Celtic. Rangers winning mm. at lunchtime. Celtic losing at Tynecastle against the newly promoted Hearts. We might talk about that later in the programme. Although I sense it's going to be absolutely mobbed. 53 minutes gone. Celtic winning 2-1 against Shablinex. We've got a uh, celebrity listener is on, Jackie Bird, saying, Leanne, she's loving the content from Craig and yourself and <laughs> oh, she wishes you nice. all the best. She says, uh, yeah, really enjoying it and good luck at Motherwell. Excellent. So, Thanks, Jackie. Hope you're enjoying the show. Jackie's listening. I know you're uh, up there a fair bit at the Beeb again this year. Leanne, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, we'll allow, yeah, we'll yeah. allow a bit at the Beeb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Beeb have, the Beeb have yeah. been good to me, uh, to be fair. But You're no, good enjoying for the Beeb. it. And yeah. listen, when we mentioned young players earlier, Craig, you mentioned about you know how they're, they're fearless or whatever. Uh, I was out at the Wraith Rovers Aki's game oh, last wow. Saturday. Wow. Not much, eh? Ah. Wow. 4 0. 4 0. And, the thing, wow. and that's what I said that, you know, 
all through last season, even when Aki's were down at the very bottom, I say the best thing about them is the young team that they've got and they're fearless. Even in the, the worst moments, they don't respond. Yeah, they, yeah. Do, they don't let it get to them. Yeah, yeah. At four now down, I'm sitting with a match report written in the feet up, going six to eight minutes, happy oh. days, four now. Mm. One goes in, I'm thinking consolation, two goes in, three. And you could see the energy, yeah. the determination. Yeah. On it, it was incredible. What a game to be at for the first game of the, the championship season. It was unbelievable. We were here for Go Radio, weren't we? We saw, uh, you know, I'm a local boy, the yeah. Hamilton, yeah, and they yeah. came back and back. Would they have got a fifth if it had been another five minutes to go? Probably. Who knows? Listen, it's still 2-1 Celtic, but they came close a moment ago there. Celtic defensive lapses, Craig. Yeah, an opportunity for, for, for Jablonek down the, the left-hand left. side. Yeah, they get across into the back stick. At a decent height, but unfortunately for the Jablonek player, he couldn't keep the ball down and has volleyed it over the goal. But it was a it was a half chance, half opportunity. Yeah, another chance here as well, Paul. A set piece for for Jablonek, a free kick in the wide area, right hand side. Greg Taylor, it was that that conceded the foul. Did he get a booking? LH, I missed yep. it actually to see if yep. he yeah, like yeah he has yep. And it was probably deservedly just caught him in the just above the foot, more probably than the ankle. But a, a chance for Jablonek to go and put the ball into a dangerous area left-footed delivery again Celtic lining up on the edge of the 18 looking to keep it together ball comes in Celtic win the first header comes off the, the yeah. Yablonek player and, and out for a goal kick. goal kick we're going to go for the news you'll miss nothing it's the Go Radio Football Show the Go Radio Football Show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 one hour gone for Celtic. They're still 2-1 up against Jablonets in the Czech Republic. But in the last few minutes, Craig Moore, Leanne Crichton, they've been uh, threatening the Celtic goal. Yeah, they've look, they've, they've found themselves in decent positions uh, and in the last five minutes or so, they have delivered three, four, five times into the box, uh, created some opportunities, put Celtic under a little bit of pressure. Um, Celtic have managed to, to hold on. Uh, but they're certainly... They're having a go. There's no doubt about that. But you'd expect that from the home team. The importance is is is, is Celtic weathering that storm. And if they do, and then I think if you can go on and get the third goal, it will definitely put this game well and truly beyond Jablonek. Abada and Kyoga had Celtic uh, two up in 11 minutes. And then Pilar pulled one back just a few moments later. You can't take your eyes or your ears off this, Leanne. No, absolutely not. Because I think for, for you know many moments in the game, Celtic looks so comfortable. You know, they've dominated the game. They've dominated possession. But there is just far too many chances, or half chances, you could say that that Jablonek, you know, are getting at this stage of the game. And I spoke about how fit Celtic looked in in terms of the intensity and dominating the ball. But I just wonder if if a few players are starting to tire you, now at this stage of the game, and and that's why maybe they're getting caught out a wee bit more in behind and, and in those pockets of space between you know kind of defensive areas in midfield. But um, perhaps we'll see some fresh legs just shortly. Maybe a Ryan Christie, will Edward play yeah, again? Yeah, no harm. I think you know. I think at this stage. Of the game though when you're getting chances you want to get your, your best players on and if it it was to um, seal the, the deal and you know put the tie out of reach then you would absolutely go and do it and Christie definitely comes on doesn't he you've got, you got Rogic also that this type of game Leanne might, might suit bags of energy as well and, and Christie and Rogic just probably a bit more savvy about him you know and control the game and slow things down in the moments that you need to do you know where we're going now we've got a transfer charge call in so I knew right away it was Mark Guidi on the line Mark in Turkey. Good evening, Mark. Hi, Paul. How is it looking? You're uh, going to the match Galatasaray against St. Johnson, and how good is it to hear? You know, yeah. you know, St. Johnson, the the cup double winners over there. Celtic still two one up. We'll keep you right up to date, obviously. Um, how are things there? Yeah, terrific, Paul. Very, very warm in Istanbul. 
uh, St Johnston player just getting ready to come out for the warm-up. Of course, uh, Galatasaray Stadium is under renovation at the moment, so the game is still in Istanbul, but it's at the Basak Seer Stadium, 17,000 capacity. 50% of that allowed in under the current restrictions, so there'll be just over 8,000 inside the stadium tonight. And at the moment, we are, what, 55 minutes from kickoff. Probably about 2,000 fans in just now, but they're already making a hell of a noise, and this will be an intimidating atmosphere for Callum Davidson and these players. St. Johnson, they've kept uh, most of the players so far anyway. Do you have the team yet for tonight, Mark? As Celtic, I've got a great chance yeah. there to make it 3-1. Yep, it's 3-1 Celtic, looking for a flag, but yep, it's James Forrest, 3-1 Celtic. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great goal yeah. again. Sorry, sorry, Mark. We just we will come back to you, but yeah, they've yeah. just for me. I think that's a goal that's obviously finished this tie. Yep. James Forrest doing like all good players do, following up from a shot that the goalkeeper couldn't keep a hold of. Follows up, a fantastic finish and a goal that's put this game well and truly beyond Yablonek. Looking good for Celtic three-one up. Mark for St. Johnson, the team news. Yeah, it's uh, along usual lines. Uh, Paul Sander cut and goals at the usual back. Uh, three of um, Jason Kerr, Liam Gordon and Jamie McCart. The two wing-backs are Sean Rooney and Rhys Devine. The two holding players are Murray Davidson and Ali McCann and it's David Watherspoon in behind a front two of Michael O'Halloran and Chris Kane. So a real attack-minded lineup by Callum Davidson um, and uh, you know, St Johnston. A surprise package last season, Paul finished fifth in the league won the two cups as you said this is a reward and the players only three or four of them have got European experience but like the captain Jason Kerr absolutely buzzing uh, for this experience they trained here last night still very very warm even at kickoff time which will be nine o'clock over here but still very very warm for I think there'll be water breaks uh, during the game as well such as the, the heat and the temperature but St Johnson certainly up for it and uh, they feel that they might just be able to pull off a surprise. Christie coming on for Kyogo. Rogic coming on. I'll just see who's going off there. Is it beat on? And Edouard is coming on. And as you know, Mark, he has been on the bench tonight. Will it be his farewell soon? He comes on for Abada. Uh, Leanne, what's your prediction for St. Johnson tonight? I think it's a hard one to predict. You know, listening to what Mark says there about the even the heat and the, the temperature and the lack of experience. I know there's one or two that will, will have that, but I think it's going to be a real test for them. But it's one that you've got to embrace. You know, I think anything's possible in, in any game of football. I think in Europe, you know, you want to go and test yourself against better players. And that's the opportunity that presents itself tonight. I'm actually really excited to see how St Johnston, how, how they go on and how they go about it and what the game plan looks like and how they respond to that and you know hostile environment, which I think when you look at the way the players reacted last season and the success that they had, I actually yeah. think they might quite enjoy it. And Mark, you're saying only just over 8,000, but we still know how passionate the, the Turkish supporters are, so they'll, they'll, certainly yeah. make, they'll certainly make some noise, but it's a great opportunity for St Johnston, really. Uh, the, the, pressure, the pressure is off them, so you touch on an attacking lineup. Um, what an exciting opportunity for these players and also Callum Davison to increase, yeah. I, I guess, his stock in terms of what he's achieved so far. Yeah, you're right. You're right, uh, Craig. He's ever grown reputation. And as you know yourself, being a central defender, I'm sure you've been impressed by the back three of, of, of Kerr, Gordon and McCartan. And, and one thing about them and Xander Carton behind them, if you're to score against St. Johnson, if you're to beat St. Johnson, you know you have to play well. They don't give away goals cheaply. They're very well organised. And I know it's an old cliche, but you know there's sometimes there's not enough of it goes on. 
they do give absolutely everything. They've got fantastic energy levels. They're fit. They give their all. They give 100%. And, um, you know, Galatasaray, quite obviously, they clear favourites to win this game tonight. But they'll have to produce uh, something. And they might be a little bit fragile on the back of their, their two hidings from PSV Eindhoven. So, mm-hmm. uh, as you say, 17,000 capacity stadium here, 8,500 inside it. So it will be an intimidating and noisy atmosphere, but one that Callum Davidson and his players are. Absolutely relishing. Uh, Mark, I, I'm really, really looking forward to, to the scouting report that you're going to produce for <laughs> us on Galatasaray St. Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, can I... <laughs> <laughs> Mark, can I just ask, do you think there's a chance that, that Galatasaray could underestimate St. Johnston? Do you think well, they'll pay think the, the amount of respect what, what, that they need, deserve? Well, I think that's what what, what Callum and the players are, are, are hoping for, eh, Leanne. Yeah. You know, a little bit um, of that, you know, unknowns, you know, last played in Europe four or five years ago. You know, but there's changes at Galatasaray. Fatty Terim's back, obviously the, the manager mm-hmm. who took them mm-hmm. um, to the UEFA Cup in 2000 when they beat Arsenal um, yeah. in the final. And you look at the squad likes of Falcao, uh, not involved. I mean, what a striker he is. And, you know, they're trying to edge him out the door. So there's a, well, certainly a transition period going on um, at Galatasaray. They, they might be, need to be careful what you say, because it might come back to bite, but they might be um, a team on the on the way down. A kind of ageing team. They have signed two or three new players recently, but by all accounts, they won't be involved tonight. So, yeah, hopefully St. Johnson, as, as the major underdogs, can get something tonight and, and definitely just try and keep the tie alive because if you can get it back to McDermott Park, a week tonight, you know, and uh, you know, crowds permitting, you know, maybe around eight, nine, ten thousand inside McDermott, then that'll make for a smashing atmosphere in Perth next Thursday night too. I, th- I think even that would be an incredible payback, yeah. wouldn't it? Uh, Off the, the back of last season, if they could, as Mark says, stay in the tie, you know, and pack out the stadium next week and actually give the fans really something to celebrate yeah. and enjoy it, and get it? right yeah. behind the team. Yep. Yeah, it would be. Uh, even for family and friends to be there, you know, the players have, have probably yet to experience mm. that well and truly, yep. you know, with a bit of noise and, yep. and influence. Staying in the tie is just is so important because you never know what can happen. Uh, you know, if, you, if, if you're close mm-hmm. enough and yeah, game, mm. at, game at home, we, we've seen uh, stranger things have happened. So we've got a real European feel this week, this week on the programme. Uh, Craig has just been in Croatia. Agent Guidi there, you're over in... I'm not quite sure if it is Europe or, or, or Asia there. You are in Turkey, in Istanbul. Oh. And you're on tomorrow night. A Celtic came close there. Could have been goal number two for James Forrest. Still 3-1 up. Mark, uh, straight back tonight. And we'll see you tomorrow night on the Go Radio Football Show with Barry Ferguson. Yep, yeah, thanks, Paul. Looking forward to it. And let's hope the other European teams... Uh, and action for Scotland um, tonight can get some good results cheers Mark cheers, Mark. Enjoy, thanks Mark. so much for joining us live cheers, from Istanbul from Istanbul to the Gorbals yep in the heart of Glasgow it's the Go Radio Football Show Paul Cooney Leanne Crichton Craig Moore as Celtic are still 3-1 up 70 minutes come and gone uh, quite a few changes there yes uh, yeah Christie came on Roderick came on Edward yep. Kyogo went off who else went off Abada Abada Abada's and... gone off and then there was the one in the midfield because Rogic has come on did Turnbull yep. go off I'm not sure who came off in the middle of the park yeah I think it could have been Turnbull could have been, actually could have been Craig, Turnbull yeah. I, think it, I think it was Turnbull off so and like for like positions wise and uh, a really good opportunity, I think, for for Celtic, um, and especially with Christy Rogic, Edward coming on. Um, you know, I think now is all about confidence building because they can really finish this this leg off tonight. And if they can finish it off with a couple of couple more goals, it would just be a great result to come back to after all the um, 
you know, the, the yeah. media that's been out there, mm. a, a positive result, a, a good performance uh, and some confidence for Celtic. Will there ever come a point, you, you'll know better, Craig, because you know Ange Postecoglou, <laughs> will there ever be a point in the game where they just start managing the ball and, and maybe t- stroking it about and taking oh, it easy? Because I've yet to see that nah. in this game. I don't mm. see them managing the tempo or, or dictating it at various stages. It seems like it's get the ball and attack every time you get the ball as much energy as you possibly can whereas mm. you're looking at maybe 20 minutes using the ball a bit better mm. maybe seeing how they react opening mm. them up in different ways but is it just is it the one method that he, he tends to go with? Yeah look I mean it's, I'm not saying it's a million miles an hour but he loves mm. to play at a tempo that that lasts for, for 95 minutes he likes yeah. to he likes to kind of ov- mm. overwhelm his opponent you can see that right and yeah. and he's not going to he's not going to sit and be cagey on a 1-0 mm-hmm. you know you're going to see you're going to see entertainment you're going to see a Celtic team that's going to continually attack you're going to see eventually a Celtic team that that for sure will be uh, very very competitive and be able to run virtually every team off the field yeah uh, and and that's the type of football that he will play and he won't change. Obviously, tactically, he'll make some changes, but that that's that's his style. So he's going to make them fitter as well? He, you have to be fit, have to, to, play, to, be. You have to, yep. be fit to play in this style of football um, or or you, you, you don't last. One thing I will say uh, that I was a little bit surprised with was the signing of Joe Hart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you about that because yeah. you told us the other day because we mentioned it, that he was possible yeah. and we talked about who else he might sign and you made a great point about the distribution of the goalkeeper. Well, I just I remember Joe Hart when Pep Guardiola came into Man City, um, and unfortunately, because of the way that Pep wanted to play, um, Joe Hart was was a casualty, uh, you know, because he didn't suit the way that Pep wanted to play. Now, I'm not saying Ange Postecoglou is Pep Guardiola, but he plays a very similar brand of football. His philosophy is the same. Joe Hart isn't a goalkeeper that can play out from mm. the back. He, he, I just found that a very strange one. Like, again, I'm not saying that he's, he's, a, he's a wonderful goalkeeper. He's a, a very experienced mm. age. A three or four year contract's mm-hmm. a big contract yeah. at that age, yeah. which, yeah, which yeah, also for, sure. for me was a little bit surprising. So I kind of scoffed at an early doors, Paul, thinking, no, mm. no, nah, nah, they won't sign Joe Hart. It doesn't suit. Um, but I was wrong. So he boots the ball up the park. That's his natural I, thing. I want to say boot, yeah. boots the ball up the park. <laughs> but, but yeah, but Ange wants a goalkeeper that's really comfortable with the ball, as mm. you can see in terms of wanting to play out. Uh, that's not his strength. Has that been his signing? Oh, good question, Leanne. I can't answer that. I don't know. What do you think, though? No, From what you've just said no, there, no, it would yeah. sound like it wouldn't have been his decision. Well, he's he's across all the signings. So, um, in my opinion, it's something that he's he's obviously said, yeah, I'm okay with that. Which, mm-hmm. for me, again, is yeah. a surprise. Yeah. Because he's not the type of goalkeeper in terms of being a Look... For me, a goalkeeper is can you make saves? Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. <laughs> that is <laughs> the know, fundamental. So, so, yeah, yeah, sometimes we get a little bit carried away in terms of, are they good with their feet? Can they do this? Can, can, or he, is it can a, he save? Or is it a case of building it for the back and, and playing late Man City's Pep Guardiola is, is, mm. is incomparable for playing at Celtic in the Scottish League? Do you think maybe there's a, a naivety there in the sense that he, he can play with his feet, he's just not... Maybe the best sure. at doing it, which mm-hmm. Pep Guardiola sure. wanted the best goalkeeper yeah. at doing that. Yeah, you know, so he's maybe better than Summit doing it, but just not as mm-hmm. in the Time Premier League with, with more pace Great and, yeah, and yeah, different yeah. types of players. You know, and the pressure. Oh, I don't know many teams would have been pressing Man City to be sure. honest, no. and especially now that we heard the news there that uh, the Grealish signing, Jack Grealish, has signed million. 100 million. Is that all? Yeah. From yep. 
amazing, Incredible. isn't it? Incredible. <laughs> Crazy money, though, isn't yeah. it, really, when you, when you think about it? But he's a player that I admire. I think he's got an, an abundance of talent. Whether he uses it to the best of his ability at times, I'm, I'm still not sold on. You know, mm. I think he's one of these players that's got the potential to to go off the yeah. rails and, you know, he gets a bit caught up in the moment. But he, he's an absolute joy to watch, you know, and when he's on his game top, and, top and he's player. at it. And I think looking at the way he performed last season and we all kept a closer eye on Aston Villa last season, didn't we, with John McGinn being there alongside Indeed. him yep. as well. And they were a, a real good, good double well, act. They? Yeah, they he'll were, miss McGinn, they were. won't he? Yeah, yeah he'll miss him. Yeah. Good mates, but it's a strange one in terms of, not a strange one in terms of the quality, 100 million. We know that the market is, is, is insane now in terms of the top, top mm. talent. But also what he's up against in terms of uh, starting 11 positions mm. at Manchester City. Mm. Yeah. Sterling, you got Foden. Sure. Um, you know, there's there's loads of players, and, and to then get them all, De Bruyne, you get to, you get you them get all them on the, the field yeah. at, at the same time. Mm. And you like to think if you're spending 100 million, he's going to be on. And they still the don't field. have the out and out striker because Harry Kane, yeah. they rejected 100 million apparently. Uh, they want 150 million. Yeah. Yep. Still. I don't know how I feel about that one. You're not so sure. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about Kane just not turning up to training and just not, not fancying like, it. It's not like him though, is it? I mean, yeah. he's the England captain, total pro. It just doesn't seem like him. You wonder what the real story is. Yeah, maybe more to it behind the, maybe. Behind the scenes. You know, because he has a, everyone who knows him says, that's just not like him. You know, he's not petulant or But then whatever. I wonder how many times yeah. in his career he's ever been at a point where he's maybe not got what he wanted. Sure. I think he's always been a player on the up. Mm. He's always been a, you know, he's always been wanted. He's always been loved. I yeah. think he's always been a goal scorer. Um, and maybe this is just the, the first challenge that he's mm. come up against where people mm. haven't went, right, OK, you know, you can go. So uh, much I want to ask you about tonight. 76 minutes gone. Uh, Leanne, Celtic 3-1 up. They've made quite a few changes. There was a yellow card there for one of the Czech players. The Celtic goals coming early on the first two, Lille and uh, Lille Abada, and then Kyogo scoring. Pilar pulled one back, and that's how it stood until about 10 minutes ago. James Forrest made it 3-1. Then they made some switches. Uh, Christy, Rojic and Edouard came on for Kyogo, Turnbull and Abada. So Celtic uh, freshening up ahead of the match on uh, Sunday with Dundee. Rangers this uh, weekend playing Dundee United. So it's so great early to kick see. Off, yeah? yeah, it is. Early yeah. Kick off, yeah. Good to see the two Dundee teams uh, in the league this year. It's yeah, going to be nice to have the derby back. Yeah, isn't first it? time we've seen you uh, th- this season, isn't it? It's going to be some some season. Yeah, well, you've got the teams. Dundee derby, yep. you've got the Edinburgh derby, you've got the Old Firm yeah. derby. You know, I think those are the games that that you want to see. I think when you try and promote the Scottish game and, and you try and get people to tune in as well out yep. with, mm. you want to see big moments and and the fact the fans will be back as well. You know, the atmosphere that these games generate and the attention and the spotlight but I think there's other teams in there you know St Johnson's one that we spoke about I think they'll be the, the dark horses in terms of maybe pushing for that third mm. fourth spot Um, really impressive and it'll be interesting to see how you know Dundee United I thought would, would be okay but based on performance last weekend I, I'm not too sure now you know but they've mm. got good experience in the team they've got goal scorers mm. they've got Charlie Mulgrew that's went in there at centre back but they, they just don't look the, the real deal so it'll be, be interesting and, and the other Dundee club you know who I followed a lot last season in the championship mm. delighted to see um that they gain promotion and, and hearts you just wonder if they do fancy themselves as that top six club or if it's just a case of surviving mm. so many permutations that you could discuss it it should be a cracker of a season Hearts could be seen as the third biggest team in the land Aberdeen would disagree maybe Hibs as well but yeah. it's fast when you think about it no Edinburgh derby last season it's crazy yeah. wasn't yeah. it no Dundee derby for years quick break and then we're back 78 minutes gone Celtic 3-1 uh, up 
The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. Have you watched uh, Lux Listings yet? I mentioned the, the Sydney. Yeah, I think you, you'll yeah. like that. Yeah. Yep. One of these reality things that we mentioned with Davy <laughs> Proven because Davy played in Sydney. So, uh, yeah. I know the areas. I know the areas that you're talking you about. Yep. Mossman, yep. Vaucluse, Manly Bay, Double Bay, yep. Manly Bay. That's. Uh, Nice area. Fantastic. You need to have a yeah. nice, a nice amount in your bank though to get a house there. <laughs> Could this be the season that we see five Scottish clubs stay in Europe up till Christmas and beyond? Well, wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah. You know, I mean, for me, it's you know to to see Scottish teams doing well in Europe. Like I bang on about it all the time in terms of the the, the profile and exposure that mm. it gives the game. And all of a sudden, then you get more eyes, people interested in your players, interested in your competition. So hopefully, hopefully they can all stay in as as long as possibly. They, they possibly can even beyond January absolutely Leanne wouldn't that be great for the coefficient ah, of course yeah. it would but you know even better for the fans and everybody involved in, in Scottish football and I think to raise the, the, the tempo of the game and the standard of the game you need those matches you know you, you need that longevity in mm. these tournaments to keep pushing it keep raising the bar keep the demands going and, and also to let people know out with Scotland that yeah. we're the real deal you know we're, mm. we're not these teams that just pop up every once every four or five years at the you know certain stages of tournaments that we've got teams here that can really go and kick on and develop and push and, and uh, become better and you know the sides are kicking it off tonight again and I'm really excited as I say to see how St Johnston can go on against Galatasaray a huge ask for them in a hostile environment as we, as we heard Mark explain but I think for Aberdeen as well you know I think they've had a positive start to the season recruitment wise it looks good um, players look to be enjoying it the manager looks to be more settled than he was last season but this is another big test for them you know and, and the young players that they've got on that side are super talented and this is the stage that they want to be playing at this is the reason why clubs are interested in them yeah. this is why players like Lewis Ferguson are getting so much attention um, and Scott, he's flourishing isn't he with Scott he Brown behind him he is but I just wonder how long that will last you know because there's so much attention and I don't think it will take too much more in, in terms of an offer and interest that he think, would be on his way do you yeah. think he'll go out this window? I, I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah. I wouldn't rule it out. I the think club are the, not going to give him away. The club I'm will be desperate to keep him. Yeah, no, no, I no. think, and I think he's worth three million plus. You know, but I think you need to recognise probably how hard he's worked mm. over mm. the last number of seasons to go and develop his game. Um, but you know, equally, I would love to see him do well in, in the Scottish yeah. game and, and keep him here because we don't want to keep losing our best players. No, well, that's right, and and it's a difficult market. Even now, it's a difficult market. I, mean, I know mm. three million doesn't sound a lot to, to certain people. But and Aberdeen say that wouldn't move yeah, them. They, yeah. they won't sell them for three. No, and, and then like you start going into, like it says, the top, top players, like we were speaking about Greeley, 100 million, you know, those deals are happening, but there's there's a, it's so hard. Um, the market now is really, really difficult. There's, there's not a lot of money out there. A lot mm. of people are looking at loans. They're looking at mm-hmm. ways to save money rather Add-ons than spend it. Add-ons and stuff like that. Yeah, bonus structure. Or... Not money today kind of thing, you know, it's installments. Here for Jablonek. And again, behind a Celtic defence, Oh, it's a, oh, that's it's a in, wonderful... It's ended up in the back of the net. Yeah, it's Wonderful loop, finish, by the way. Looping short, left-hand side of the box ball. We'll need to see a, a rerun of it again to see how he actually ends up in behind. But the Celtic back line looked absolutely out of sorts. Um, Hart's positioning, I don't know, he looks as if he's perhaps come out a bit early, tries to close the space, and, and the Yablonic player just curls it almost into the, the top right-hand corner of the net. Postage stamp... Beaton tries to recover and, and can't keep it out of the net. Slight deflection, I think, takes it over. Yep, comes off Beaton yeah, at the end. Drops it, just did actually Joe Hart just touch it? Yeah. In the end, yeah. Hart does just get a yeah. get a get a 
slight fingertip on it. Not enough, though. I mean, it, look, it's a... Uh, Again, a little bit alarming in terms of the the, the sloppy though, pace and, and and how that opportunity come yeah. about. It's very reactive, you know, and even the way it ends up in the net, it just looks like a clumsy goal it's to slow lose. Motion. It, you yeah. know, yeah, sloppy yeah. at this stage of the game, and and that's what I mentioned. That when are you going to see the game out? Five minutes remaining. Could they be in trouble? No. Well, no, no, you reckon? But, yeah, Celtic are three-two up. If you're just tuning in, they were three-one up. Uh, but no, you reckon they will see it? That's out. just my opinion. Yeah. Sorry, no, I, I cut know you off. I get you, Craig, yeah. but I'm just looking at the time. I'm looking at the score. I'm looking at the opportunities that they've had, and it's still three-two. Yeah, you know yeah. that's not the type of scoreline you want to see in Europe. What should it be? If you're just tuning in, for those that it should be what, five. It six. should be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. and and Yablin, it should shouldn't have had a sniff. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at that Celtic team. Um, and we spoke about the energy and, and the players that are there and still on the pitch and I know there's room for improvement I know that there needs to be more in, in terms of the recruitment but I just don't see at times there, there being a, a maturity about them that they can go and manage the game I, I think it's about in terms you say the managing the managing of the game yes I, I kind of agree with you but we know that that's not really going to be the, the, the style of play it's going to be yeah. it's going to be full on 95 mm-hmm. minutes that's the way he's going to play in terms of the look Jablonek, I'm not surprised that they, they've, they've caused some some issues or, or some problems for Celtic. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're um, Sparta, uh, Slavia, yes, Prague, Slavia. Slavia Prague, sorry, yep. last season. You know, you've seen you've seen the impact that they had on the competition um, at home. The thing, the thing is, you, go, you look at it on the flip side. So you've got the game at three two now, and we know the lift it will give the Celtic players mm. next week. You know, a packed out Celtic Park. I'm looking at this stadium that these players play in front of and the mm. crowd's not that big. It's they might they might embrace it next week. Mm. Possibly. You know, they right, might yeah. come. Yeah. One goal, get themselves mm. back in yeah. the game. A crowd, an atmosphere that they've maybe never played in front of. Yeah. That sort of intensity. and um, I, I just think yeah. it's a dangerous yeah. position to leave yourself. You could have easily 3-1, shut up shop yep. and just managed the could game it. and they probably would have still got at least one more Celtic, chance to go and make it 4 Celtic have won a free kick so it takes the pressure off. It's a yellow card there for Zeleni. They were on the attack. Uh, they just want to see it out now. Two yeah. and a half minutes left. Yeah, again, two and a half minutes. I understand. I, I think it could have been far more comfortable for Celtic. I've no doubts about that. The, the the previous losses that they've had against Michelin and against Hearts, I had the feeling watching the game that there's there's trouble. There's mm-hmm. trouble. I've never had the feeling in this game, and and I still don't have it now. I think that yes, it, it should have been more comfortable. There's no doubt yep. about that. Are Celtic going to go through this leg this tie comfortably? I think they will. Did you think it against Hearts? You had the feeling that Hearts could come back late in the well, game. Not so much. That, not, not so much that Hearts would go on and, and, and win the match. Mm. I, I, I just felt that maybe yeah. that maybe there was a draw and it was going to finish mm. a draw. And and Celtic, yeah. although it wouldn't be massively disappointed with that, want to get off to a winning start. To Six, lose, to yeah. lose, you were like, Whoa. well, it was almost unthinkable, wasn't it, for yeah. uh, having just gone out of the Champions League, and it was still in July. So no, and that's yeah. it. And, and you know, and if you looked at it and you compared it. Um, you know, if this side were to go up against Hearts, how would they fare? You know, Hearts can go and, and get the result mm-hmm. against Celtic. So I'm just playing devil's advocate, Craig. You know, I think that flip side to it. You and, know, and, and likewise, you know, I just absolutely. Yeah, I think that they'll be comfortable. I, I totally agree with you that they could have been far more comfortable tonight. Coach's nightmare. Probably that's why Angel's a bit, bit grey. Probably losing a little bit, a bit of hair. That's what. It, that's <laughs> what it kind of can do to you. Uh, I guess it's great entertainment though to watch if you're you're a football supporter. Football supporters here on the Go Radio Football Show. We're taking you right up until seven. There's only uh, a minute left. 
plus stoppage maybe what three minutes as Celtic come forward James Forrest plays it into the there box and it's a goal fourth. for Celtic 4-2 and it's the head of Ryan Christie came on as a sub good ball in from the right from James Forrest right. and in the last minute it's 4-2 an important goal yeah, yeah hugely important yeah. I think it gives them that them that cushion um, as I say I think 3-2 would have been I think Jablonik would have been flattered yeah. with that in, in the way that the game's played out we spoke earlier about the Steve Davis goal and, and the tie that Rangers are in with Malmo and how significant that might be. I think that two-goal lead at least um, is really important going into the, the second leg. You know, and, and Christie's certainly playing for a move, <laughs> is he not? Well, I, 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 I actually think he'll stay, but uh, he's, he's finding himself in these kind of goal-scoring yeah. positions, yeah. more in these central kind of areas I've noticed already this season. Um, but I think that's down to the way they're playing because I think that's yeah. what, what, what Ange Postacoglu is asking from all his players you know you cannot rely on just one or two to pop up with the goals it looks like the they're going to come from all over the pitch yeah, yeah, yeah. So Blind good, header. Goal. good yeah. goal yeah gets yeah. in front of his defender he's, he's brave but um, again yeah 4-2 and, and certainly a a fair reflection on, on this particular match it could have easily been a lot more yeah. it's the first look at the new look Celtic isn't it it's beginning to be the Ange Postacoglu players it is and you know what's huge as well Paul James Forrest being on the pitch you know and 90 minutes under 90 his minutes. belt again mm. and that's what you need you know you need James Forrest up to speed you're talking to me a little bit how long it takes you to yeah. feel good mm. in the season James Forrest it's probably going to take a bit longer just because last season was so stop start so much time spent on the sidelines um, but to see him back you know mm. in a Scotland player as well I think it's it's significant and the importance for some, someone like James Forrest who has nursed his way back through injury and what sort of stuff yeah, yeah. is being able to, to um, know when to bring him out to mm -hmm. give him that little rest yeah, just as well it. to manage that so that so that he stays fit longer term uh, and that's what obviously Ange and, and Celtic will, will be looking to try and do because on the back of injury it's hard when you come and play 90 minutes 90 minutes 90 minutes you've got to, you've got to manage your players as well Joe Hart just uh, pulled off a save there but they were through Yablanets were through one and one that's a decent save from the former England number one yeah no I, I just caught it out the side of my eye Paul so you, you've probably seen the, the save yep. a little bit clearer than, than what I did but it just seems to be that game it's like well you score we'll go and score um, and, and then we'll go score again as Rosic tries to thread it through to Edward but it's cleared Leanne Crichton <laughs> it's yeah. like Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool remember yeah. for that season it was basically just like you yeah. score three we'll score four right. you know and it's just yep. like constant attacks end to end um, it's going to be a long season I think for Celtic fans if they're going to be put through and have to endure you know that, 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 type, that, that type amount of, of chances emotion. for the opposition but still coming out on top possibly um, but yeah I mean the game's still open you, you mentioned it Paul 90 minutes uh, yep. we must be nearing, nearing yep. the end now but still chances one minute remaining there was three added on as we thought and it's two minutes and seven seconds of that has been played already it's just a small stadium there in fact it's only three sides uh, with fans there but just looking as the in fact three sides with stands it's yeah, much yeah. smaller stadium yep. completely different but in the Czech Republic you know Craig there's never any pushovers no. they're, they're decent players they're always they're good footballers European football yep. when you start mm -hmm. playing European football and you um, take a team lightly uh, or, or, or disrespect an opponent in terms of their leagues, they're all technically very, very good players. Let's never, ever forget that. Tactically, okay, or these kind of things. But they can compete. And if they get that little bit of confidence, and at the same time, you've got to remember that a lot of these countries, it's it's also a shop window and an opportunity mm -hmm. for, for them and their players to go on to bigger and better things. So it's always a big, big test. And concentration in European football 
So important. And I think that's why it's so important that we have our Scottish sides in there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. for that reason as well. You know, to go and test yourself because there is no pushovers and it's a bit like that now in international football. And I probably touched on that during the Euros as well. There's there's no such thing now as, a, as an easy game. Mm-hmm. You know, or a pushover, there's always, every team will create chances in certain games. Full time now, Paul, isn't it? Yep, full time. Yablonets 2 Celtic 4 so Celtic look comfortable just looking you're laughing there your fellow Aussie just, yeah. I've seen their coach obviously he's like he's scratching his head oh, he's scratching yeah. his head also it's all smiles now with Ange as well I've just seen seen Ange kind of walking down I've seen that kind of look before it's like uh, happy enough that we've got through can do a, a, so much better yeah. and it's kind of what we've we, we, we've spoken about all night really great result for Celtic could have been a lot easier no it certainly could have you know I think they'll be disappointed but they'll be equally as happy and relieved it's his first win as manager of Celtic in competitive action they lost to Michelin they drew with them then lost to them then they lost to Hearts in the opening night uh, but they've won tonight away from home first of, first of many I mean look I, I think we, we all know that uh, the, the type of job now that I think Andrew's already showed signs, the type of players that he want, wants to bring in, the style of play, needs a little bit of time. Um, and, and results are very, very important at Celtic Football Club. And I think that this can be the, the start of um, that confidence growing within the group mm. to, to then go on to, to start to really establish themselves in games of football. Yeah, it's a starting point, isn't it? Mm. They needed that. You know, they've, they've been under a lot of pressure. Um, I think the spotlight is, has never been off Celtic for, nah. you know, probably the best part of a year in terms of how they're performing mm. and how they're going about their business. And this could be a real turning point for them. You know, you needed to get that first one done. Yes, there'll be bits of it that I'm sure they'll go away and look at and, and try and change for next week and from moving forward throughout the season. But everybody needs to certainly start somewhere and, and that starts tonight for Celtic with a first win under their new manager. Later tonight, Aberdeen in action against Breedlebeck in Iceland. Hibs against Rijeka that you saw just mm. the other day in Croatia. You were mentioning scouting. Were you scouting or whatever? You're just doing well, some business was, over there? I was yeah. having a look at the talent there. That's good. that's for sure. Yeah, and it was a, I mean, it was a good game. Really good game. Uh, again, 3-3 uh, mm. against Dinamo Zagreb. Um, and Hibs are off to a great start, aren't they? It's looking good. Jack are. Ross's team. Consistency has been what's been missing for them. Well, as long as anyone can remember. Well, I mean, last season you kind of... Able to play fantastic football on their day, great to watch and, and, and can mm. perform at the highest level. But you're right, probably that consistency, but got some fantastic talent. But they're up against Rayeka, who um very, very good on the counter-attack, funny enough, because they were away to, to Dinamo Zagreb, the game that I watched. Had a very interesting player, uh, Ghanaian inter- international, um, Abbas was his name. He's on loan from Mines. He scored two goals uh, against Zagreb. Left winger, right footed, cuts in. Two fantastic finishes mm-hmm. um, and counter-attacking style. Mm-hmm. So that might be dangerous for Point Hibs to tonight. Yeah, 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 that might be dangerous in terms of, I think Hibs will dominate mm-hmm. in terms of possession and it's important that they keep the, the tempo of the game there because the games in Croatia, the, the game that I've seen, which two teams in the top four, there was no tempo to the game. Yeah. So it's important that they can keep that. So what's your prediction tonight on this one for Hibs? Uh, I, th- I, think it, I think that Hibs um, can get the right result. I believe that it could be 2 or 3 1 to Hibs tonight. Oh, it could be a win. I yeah. thought you were going to say the draw, but yeah, no, okay, no, no. 2 or 3 1. That'd be good to see. Yeah, it'd be it? great to see, wouldn't Although it? I think you know. if you're Jack Ross, you, you would be happy with the result, but I think we talk about that shop window. Yeah. And we know there's, there's clubs course. looking at players well, in his Doig. squad, so you yeah. would be wanting a good result, uh-huh. but maybe not the best performances Indeed. to yeah. um, keep the spotlight off some of them.
There's you know some I mean, team news Kevin, coming in. Kevin Nisbet as well. Yep, five, yeah. But yeah. well, here's the uh, here's the Hibs team. Matt Macy in goals. He's a good start. Paul McGinn, Ryan Porteous, Paul Hanlon, Lewis Stevenson, Joe Newell, Jake Doyle Hayes, Kyle McGuinness, Martin Boyle, Jamie Murphy, and Kevin Nisbet. So that's the that's the lineup for. Hibs, uh, we're going to look at that. We're also going to hear from Stephen Jarrod more about Rangers in the Champions League qualifier. We know it was 2-1 the other night, but we're looking forward to 50,000 at Ibrox on is it Tuesday. The game's yep. coming up. Yeah, looking forward to that Champions League night. It's always great if we can keep our best teams in Europe. And we all just, you know, instead of Sunday matches, when you can then have your league games on the Saturday, you can't beat it. And Leanne Crichton, you were one of the luckiest people in football last year still playing still playing but you know what I mean playing but also going to the matches and I know you were freezing in November (laughs) December down at Queen of the South but you're going to be joined by you know 50,000 there 60,000 at Celtic you know 15,000 at Bintaudry it's going to be great Rugby Park on Monday night Oh the yeah, crowd, the crowd was excellent. Want to ask you about that after this? The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Radio Football Show. Leanne Crichton of Motherwell and Scotland. Although she retired a few months ago from Scottish international duty. How many caps, Leanne? Seventy-two. Oh, oh, Seventy-two wow. caps. Craig Moore. How many Decent. caps for Australia? Not as many as that. No, but how many? <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember? Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Oh, 52. Yeah. Yeah, but I played like over a period of like fifteen years, but just uh, not the amount of games that what mm-hmm. they play with the schedules. Yeah. the schedules now. Uh, to be fair, in the women's game, it used to be loads more friendlies, um, and players accumulated lots. But it's kind of changed now. Most of the games are all competitive matches, yeah, you know, yeah. qualifiers and loads more games. I think domestically for clubs to to try and fit in, you don't get as much freedom with international football now. Were you watching uh, Liam, the the Olympics? I didn't see the game. Caught but, some of it, yeah, yeah. Caught some of it. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised to be honest. I, I thought Team GB were really strong in mm. terms of the squad that they had, and mm-hmm. even against you know the Socceroos, I, yeah. I just felt that mm. that's a game that you would expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team GB to go and win, but credit to them. I think you know nations yep. like that enjoy these tournaments. They mm. enjoy that stage. I think bigger for probably, them, isn't it? Yeah, and I think yep. they're probably a bit more used to it yep. than even the the Team GB girls would have been. So mm-hmm. no fair play to them. Celtic winning this evening, this afternoon this evening 4-2 against Yablonets no doubt the chat will be about what happened in the defence more frailties there but up front they got the goals that counted Abada Kyogo there were two up early on Pilar pulled one back that was it at half time and then James Forrest scored early in the second half to make it 3-1 latish in the game they pulled one back to 3-2 and then Ryan Christie scored uh, to make it 4-2 uh, he'd come on as a sub. It was a flying header from him. He is mm. flying. Is he flying for a move or is he going to stay? Craig Moore thinks he's going to stay. Others reckon it'll be a new deal and then he will go. Let's look at Rangers. We know they lost 2 1 the other evening. Not the result the manager wanted. We spoke to him afterwards. Uh, not, the, uh, not the result that we came for. I think we lost our way completely for five minutes in the game and we were punished on two occasions. Um, we didn't defend both situations very well but I think there's a real important moment in injury time that's gone in our favour which sets up a really exciting game next week at Ibrox I'm very happy with five substitutions in Europe I'm also accepting the fact that there's three substitutions domestically but I would like more options to choose from tonight we had a very young bench outside Fashion Sakala I didn't want to stick any young bodies into a game of that magnitude I don't think that was fair but we've had some situations in the warm-up. Yanis Hadji was unavailable in the warm-up. Uh, Joe Rebo was unavailable from yesterday. Uh, they would have been two good options. But next week, hopefully, we have three or four different faces to choose from. 
and we'll be stronger next week. Stephen Gerrard says it would have been right to throw in the young players. I think Craig Moore agrees with them. For the defence, what do you say? <laughs> no, I just look. I'm not saying that you. you I mean, if there's a position and as a younger player on the bench, and and you have to make that change, then sometimes for me, younger players like I said, just that that fearless attitude. They don't overthink things. They go in and and majority of the time, young players don't let you down. Um, but I understand in terms of what he's saying, the, the experience and and it's a big moment. But look, Rangers. Through that late goal, put themselves in a fantastic position to to really have a a great opportunity to try and get through the tie. Yeah, and I just wonder if maybe, and I agree. You know, I think young players can be fearless, and if they're ready, if they're there, they're on the bench. So you're you know, agreeing they, with Craig and not with Stephen Gerrard. Depends Gerard. on the position yeah. as well, Leanne, in terms of position. Yeah, but I think when you look at the game and you look at the performance of perhaps as experienced players and and the goals that they lost, um, I think what you need to to throw a young player onto the game is to have players around them that are confident you know that are, are, yeah, yeah, are comfortable in their good moment point. and I just yeah. think that I, I believe that Stephen Gerrard would back his players even if it was still 2-0 to go to Ibrox and, and pull two goals back yeah, you know yeah. and get back in the tie so maybe to put that pressure on, on young players and, and throw them in and maybe concede a third would have put the tie out of reach so it was his call he knows his players probably better than, than even we do and, and we can only speculate but um, the tie's wide open for next week Do you think Rangers will do it and progress? Ah, look, I think with the fans back in and we know the performance levels that, that they can achieve um, as Stephen Gerrard mentioned there to have maybe another one or two back in the team and Aribo um, Kamara you know to, well, he's maybe still unavailable actually yeah, that's a yeah. the, 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 as well. the depth he touched on there's a couple of suspensions isn't yeah. there and yep. if Morelos is, is back in the picture by then you know I think Rangers can go and get the job done yeah yeah Craig so, what do you reckon no, look I, I think um, at, at home full crowd which is going to be an enormous lift um, and the first time that Stephen Gerrard has kind of come out and uh, had the opportunity to say we need you. We, He's trying to manage the game and manage the crowd. You know the expectations. A hundred percent. But look, this is this is a big game. Uh, it is a winnable game. Um, but the crowd are going to play a really really important role, and it's important that they 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 get behind the de- the team. And even if the first 15, 20 minutes are a little bit nervy and and Rangers haven't scored that goal, they 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 need that support, um, and they can play a big role in hopefully Rangers um, being able to do enough to turn this result around. When you played. For Rangers, Craig, mm-hmm. at Ibrox, was there a point in, in a game where you felt that there was almost like a cut-off point where right. the fans would either be with you or against you yeah. or at or a quiet time? Yeah. Did you feel that in the stadium? Yeah, very much so. I mean... Uh, what did you get? What, how well, did just you, like this. So, for example, if it's European ties where you're kind of... The, the game's hanging in the balance and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I've been at, at Ibrox and we've conceded first goal mm-hmm. and, and then it's like... like Tough. The, the crowd goes silent, obviously, mm-hmm. any... any um, Pass backward is like uh, it's like it's <laughs> you horrible. You can feel that ah, energy, it's horrible. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it turns. It actually turns, and I think becomes more of a um, a help to the away side because they've silenced uh, yeah. your support. So I've definitely experienced it. And uh, the other, the other sort of like thing, maybe not in European football, but even domestic football, nil nil, fifteen twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're not being positive enough for the for the crowd. You're not creating chances. You're not scoring goals. Yeah. They're on your back. Um, and it was a big question wasn't place. it last yeah. season there was a lot mm-hmm. of chat about the, the fans in stadiums and, and whether that played into Rangers' hands I think early on in the season just because of the, yep. the pressure of the, the, the previous season But it took the pressure off them maybe given that you know at the end of the season before I mean I know the club were complaining about you know the mm. way it was wrapped up yeah. actually they, they were they were struggling they yeah. were struggling yeah. Yeah. before yeah. Covid hit I th- they, they were I out think, of it weren't they but yeah. I think you look at the, the remarkable turnaround of players like mm. Tavernier yeah. and Goldson 
right? Mm. And then and then you touch on uh, for me then Scott Brown at Celtic and and what his game is all about mm-hmm. is also is, is getting the, the crowd is right? yeah. getting yep. the crowd involved. So look, there are a lot of things mm. um, throughout the season um, that, that that come into play as to why. Um, you know, Rangers were so convincing, but that was two two definite parts, mm. I think, of, of of a lot of many different things. It's Craig Moore, Leanne Crichton, Paul Cooney. We're not taking calls tonight because we've been uh, bringing you right up to date with Celtic, who had a four-two win. Uh, we've got the Aberdeen team here for tonight. I'll tell you how um, we can tell us how they line up in a second or two. But Lewis and goal, obviously McCrory, Mackenzie, Considine, Brown, the captain. Strange to see that in some ways the club <laughs> captain is uh, Lewis uh, Ramirez, who started well with goals. Jet as well, J. Emmanuel Thomas, Ojo Hayes, who scored uh, last week, Ferguson. And Ramsey. So I wonder how they'll do tonight in Iceland against Breedablik. What do you think? Um, they should win. I'm going to go for a. I'm going to go for a draw, draw. in this one. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not not just to disagree with you. Oh, go um, on. But yeah. I think again, I think a draw away away from home. Oh yeah, um, just good. Yeah. 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 Give yourself again. I think yeah. all these ties. You just want to have something sure. to play for in that second leg. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, I think a draw would be a good result. Mm. You know, I think. Going off the the back of the last European games for Aberdeen, they had a good result at Pataudry. They went away from home and, and they lost. Was it two 0 Yeah. Um. So it seems, you know, looking at it, that their their home performances are perhaps better than than their away performance. I think the mindset in this one will be stay in the time, make sure we get a good result. Um. If you could nick an away win, then great. But I think a, a draw has got to be realistic and and get them back to Pataudry for the return leg. The end. First time this season, I've had a chance to ask you, who's your one, two, three, four in Oof. the Premiership? Um, you know, I think you've heard some of the programmes. I think we've all said ours. We've yeah, all said sure. ours. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you've not left me much time here. You no, can throw no. that in at the start, Paul. Um, I'll just tell you as you're uh, there's the teams out warming up there. Well, do you warm up? Cooling down uh, in Istanbul, Galatasaray against St. Johnson. What do you expect from them tonight? Oh, I just think that. Tough, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. It yep. is tough, but again, I just think it's a, a great opportunity for St. Johnston. To, to, to really go and enjoy the occasion. Galatasaray are not the Galatasaray of old. No. Uh, you know, Mark Weedy touched on earlier on in terms of, you know, 50% capacity at just over 8,000. I know that will be noisy. Yep. Mm, excuse me. Yep. But a great opportunity. Mm. Um, and hopefully they can get a good result because, you know, Galatasaray coming to, to St. Johnston, mm. uh, that'll be a tough challenge and interesting for them as well. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah, game no. to get up and see, isn't it, if we can? Yeah. Absolutely. Have you got your one, two, three, four yet? Yeah, <laughs> I have. I think Rangers will, will do it again. Yep. Um, That's what everyone has said. Yep. Yep. Majority, yeah. I think Celtic will hang on to second, but I would need to say that even over the last month or so, I, I've, I've worried for Celtic in the sense that if they don't get their house in order and the recruitment doesn't, you know, the problem's not solved, I think they could struggle. Yep, said and I think, similar. I think looking at Aberdeen and their recruitment, I think it's been very good. Um, I actually think Hibs will struggle. So I've went Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hibs, but I think if Hibs don't hang on to their best assets, I think they could even struggle for fourth and you could see St Johnston sneaking in there. All right, so if they lose Doig, which looks as yep. though they are, Nisbet, Nisbet. Yep. Um, maybe Porteous, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, possibly, yeah, they're all yep. players that have been okay. linked with, with moves away. But you said there that Celtic might have to hang on to second position. Do you not think that Ange Postacoglu is going to sort it out? I mean, a week ago it looked as though they'd hardly anyone in a lot's happened in seven mm. days. Long way to go, but... No, it has, but I still yeah. think it's going to be a work in progress. Yeah. You know, mm. I think you can underestimate how long that takes. And we've mentioned how strong the league is. I think mm. there'll be more points dropped this season. Mm. You know, I think across all the clubs, I think there'll be more competitive games. Um, there'll be more pressure moments that teams will need to deal with. And I think it'll be interesting to see who handles that the most. And Hearts in there as well. 
probably not strong enough to challenge at the top but a great start for them against Celtic no and, it, yeah. and it's probably tough you know not include them up at that at that top end the fact that they beat Celtic in the opening game but I think in, in relation to squad depth I don't know if they've got too much over the course you know but then recruitment maybe they'll get backed and, and another transfer mm. window come Christmas time might make all the difference but certainly a good start for them kind of it also throughout the season you know team form in terms of you know strong some teams that's really really strong I think mm-hmm. Hearts will be really really strong at home mm-hmm. for yeah. example yeah so 100% as, 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 are, they, yeah. are they able mm-hmm. to then go and back that up on the road mm-hmm. if you can you're going to have a red hot season uh, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's interesting because we just don't know who's mm-hmm. going to be really strong at home at the moment and therefore getting the points on the road which is so important to be competitive sure. uh, and and where trophies are potentially being handed out. Two and a half minutes left. We'll go back to Celtic in a moment to two four two win for Celtic. Are you worried for any of the teams last year? The surprise package, in a positive sense, was Livingston, but of course St. Johnson. Um, Livy have been mentioned. Some people worrying yeah, about them I this think season. It, yeah, yeah, I think it could be a tough one for Livingston this season. I think even at Ross County, you know, I think they had a feel good factor with, with uh, John Hughes getting in there towards mm-hmm. the end of last season. They managed to survive. I think, you know, I know they've got a good management team with Malky Mackay there. You know, he's got a lot of experience in the game. You could never underestimate that. Um, Don Cowie's in there as well, I think, is, is his assistant. I know Don, but I just think it's it's always tough for, for the, the kind of smaller clubs to survive. And when you look at the depth of the, the derby games that sure. we've mentioned. Well, watch out for them. Two minutes left. So standout moments tonight. Celtic uh, winning by four goals to two. What was the pick of the goals for you? Was it Furuhashi? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that was a, a really good goal. You know, I think great awareness, splits the, the two central defenders, manages to keep himself uh, on side, opens his body up nice, great first touch and just cool, calm and, and composed to just dink over the goalkeeper and certainly a, a really positive debut for him. How was Joe Hart? Lost two goals. Yeah, I mean, Joe, Joe, Hart, Joe Hart, again, is an experienced campaigner. Um, for me, couldn't do anything about the, the, the two. Saying that first yeah. goal, I would say mm. starting position could have been better. Mm. That's been really, really picky. But, I mean, the positives were, uh, you know, Abada for uh, for Celtic obviously getting on, on the scoring sheet, finding himself in goal-scoring positions. Uh, Kyogo, obviously, starting debut scoring, so important. Christie, for me, coming on as a late substitution, finding himself in good opportunities, central to the box, mm-hmm. scoring goals, very, very important. So, look, downside is, obviously, defensively, Celtic need to be better. If you want to see more clips from last night and tonight, go on to YouTube, the Go Radio channel, it's rising all the time. Loads of people. Uh, clips from last night. It was big John Hartson last night was on with Barry. And uh, tonight... <laughs> Barry. Yeah, Barry. <laughs> I'm sitting like you with Barry. And he'll be back tomorrow night with Mark Guidi. Mark's over there at the moment. Yeah, it's on the telly as well. So a feast tonight. But we'll be listening to Joe Kulde, of course, after us. We'll see you Sunday. We're going to be on 2 till 5 on Excellent. Sunday. Yeah, Craig, you'll be with Sunday us. Sunday debut. Sunday debut. Looking forward to it. Yeah, that's right. Leanne, will you come back next week? You'll Absolutely. be back very soon. Yeah, for sure. Thanks very much. Thanks, James. And to everyone tonight, loads of people on the socials. That's it. Good start for Celtic. 4-2. Good luck to Aberdeen and to Hibs and St. Johnson. And we're back tomorrow live at 5. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5.